0: Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Over 50 million people have quit their jobs since January of 2021, but the latest data from the Muse says the great resignation has turned into the great regret. In fact, 72% of job changers are experiencing what is known as shift shock meaning the grass wasn't greener in a new opportunity, and they're regretting their decision to leave their former employer. Where did it all go wrong? Coming up this week on Life Amplified, I've got the data, I'm bringing the receipts, I'm gonna share the three career pivot pitfalls that will keep you stuck, and we're gonna help you course correct. We're gonna give you the three must-have ingredients you need to do your reinvention right. Thank you so much for being here what is an amplified life it's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best it's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day and it's having an amplified career one that's meaningful to you the world and your bank account i'm dan mason helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms this is the life amplified podcast So I just wanna say off the top, I have so much empathy for this topic today about the search and and like going into your job search with the best of intentions and thinking that you are gonna be so much happier when you get the next job, when you get a pay raise, when you get a more prestigious opportunity, but ultimately getting all those things and realizing it's not the thing that you wanted. That was really my journey between about 2012 Uh, August of 2012 and October of 2015, I was at three different jobs over that three years. And at that point in my life, I was living, uh, there's this idea that I talk a lot about in my coaching practice that keeps people always searching for happiness in their career, but never really finding it. I call it a little more, a little better, a little bigger you know, so often like I was just, you know, in 2012, I was pretty much at the pinnacle of my radio career. I was overseeing two successful radio stations in Sacramento, California. They were both highly rated. I was the golden child of the company. It was a mid-level company. So I was really valued as an employee. Every year they would send me another plaque uh, for the President's Club Award, which was a big deal for them. And, you know, if you've ever read about job burnout, one of, the big, uh, one of the big red flags for people who are burned out in your job is that you become cynical, which I really had at that point in my life. I, I couldn't grow anymore. I didn't feel unchallenged. So every year, they would send me another President's Club plaque with a nice note from the president of the company, and I quit putting them up in my office. I would, like, take them home and use them as cheese plates, like <laughs> at parties that my ex and I would throw. I just... My heart wasn't in it anymore, and when my divorce happened, I knew that it was time to go go out there into the into the big world and make my mark and find myself a better opportunity, and I did that. Uh, I got a job in Boston, a top-10 radio market. I was working for CBS Radio, which at that point was this legendary company, and the press release went out, and it looked re- made me look really important on social media, but what I didn't consider— as I was moving into a bigger opportunity at a more prestigious company is yes, the pay would increase and the you know, the quote unquote prestige of the opportunity would increase, but you know what? So were the politics. And then I got into CBS radio and it wasn't just that we were competing against all the competitive radio stations in the market. I felt myself having to defend myself and having to compete internally With some of my colleagues in the building. There were a lot of uh, arrows pointed in my direction and a lot of people grabbing for power all at the same time. And, you know, I aggressively played that game for a little while until I just was over it. Like it just wasn't fun anymore. So my dream job that I thought I was getting turned into a nightmare after about three, four months. So what did I do? I finished out my contract. I put in like you know my 2 years at that company and I went back to the same mentality we've talked about little more little better little bigger. I got a job managing 3 radio stations and I went to Tampa, Florida and this was a smaller boutique company so I thought the politics would be less it would be a great opportunity and you know this is probably the the one time in my career where I had an epic example of not following my gut or trusting my intuition. You know, sometimes when you listen to the people who are like really woo woo and spiritual, they will tell you about the experience where like spirit or God or the universe like spoke to them in that moment. And this would be the only experience I ever had in my life where this happened. But I was going in for that job interview in Tampa and I was on the elevator going up for the interview and some voice, not of my own, literally said, do not take this job. And I was so off kilter, I literally had to hold on to the railing of the elevator. But also, at the same point, I would have the stars in my eyes. I thought if I was managing three radio stations and became an operations manager and I got that paycheck that came with it, that was going to be the thing that made me happy, right? So I got seduced. And I think the, the, the boss that I ended up going to work for Knew that, you know, my ego was very susceptible to being stroked and told how wonderful I am. And they did all the things to make me feel wonderful in that job. And sure enough, I betrayed my intuition Got there to this new job and then quickly realized that I was being totally micromanaged. I had no freedom. I felt like a short order cook just in there kind of like making the Big Mac every day. And I didn't really have a lot of say in my career destiny. So once again, a third job within three years and I was completely unfulfilled. And it's not even just the matter of being unfulfilled. When you are constantly in the job search and constantly chasing For this next big thing outside of yourself to make you happy, it's exhausting. Because every job, you know, every new job required a move to a new city, which required packing up a house and moving cross country, moving my dog, uh, saying goodbye to friends, getting uh, acclimated into a new environment, getting acclimated into a brand new company and trying to learn the politics that were associated with it. It is an exhausting way to live. Secondly, when you are constantly that person, and this is what we're seeing in the great resignation right now with so many people having regret, sort of jumping at new opportunities without considering what's important to them, it created a lot of self criticism and self judgment for me. Because, man, I thought I was an ungrateful jerk. I am like, what is wrong with me that I don't appreciate the good fortune? that I've been given, right? Like, am I just ungrateful for everything that falls into my lap? And then third, the, the big problem when you're in this cycle of constantly chasing a new job is I started to lose self-trust. I didn't even trust myself to make the right decision anymore because I kept chasing these things that I were told should be important to me in my career. And then I would get all those things and literally just want to slam my head into a wall, so when they, when I wasn't happy, yes, of course, I wanted to change again, but I didn't even trust myself to make the right decision. So in hindsight, and I think that this is what we're experiencing right now in the Great Resignation for so many people who are changing jobs and then having buyer's remorse on the back end, here were the problems that were happening internally with me. And this is really when you drill down into the data of why people are unhappy. This is what's going on. Number one, I didn't know who I was away from my job. So I was never going to be able to reinvent beyond the existing career that I knew. I was constantly going to be trying to climb up the next rung of a ladder that was ultimately leaning against the wrong wall because I didn't know who I was aside from being Dan the radio guy. The second thing uh, that was really problematic, and this happens with so many clients that I work with now, I didn't know what I wanted for my life. You know, I, I, I knew all these vague generalities, right? Well, I, I, I want to be happy. I want to have freedom. You know, freedom is a big word that always comes up in my coaching programs. And ultimately, what I've realized in like seven years of coaching people, a lot of times we don't even know what that means to us. It's a great word, but we don't actually know what freedom means to us. And I didn't. Right, So it kept me searching, jumping from job to job, but I was never happy at any of them. And then number three, and this is a big block and and something you can reflect on in your life if you've been sort of pursuing the corporate ladder and in the rat race, but you're not fulfilled by it. Because I had no sense of my own values or my purpose, I just kept chasing money because I thought that that would be the thing right I was trying to fill this spiritual hole this lack of purpose with more money a, a nicer car a nicer apartment all the things that that you can get when you are in the corporate handcuffs right and you're uh, is is we sometimes joke when you're s in that corporate D right um, But it doesn't work out, right? And none of this, it it didn't work out for me. And it's not working out for the 72% of people who are upset and have regrets over their great resignation job change. Here's what the data says, though, about the people who have changed jobs in the pandemic. And I want to share this with you. 36%, because this totally ties into the idea of money, 36% said that they chased money at a new opportunity without considering what implications the new job would have on their life. You know, every time I got like a bigger title and got more money, the other reward that came with it uh, was more responsibility, more stress, more hours, uh, more time away from the activities that sort of enriched my life, the hobbies, the exercise, the time with people. And that's where a lot of people are right now is they went and took a new job and they didn't realize that now that job and the bigger paycheck is actually keeping them away from their family, that they're not able to be as present as they want with their children. And there's a lot of buyer's remorse. But this is what happens when you aren't really clear internally on what your own values are. 30% of unhappy job changers uh, said they didn't even know what they wanted out of the new job. So they didn't ask the right questions in the interview process, you know, and a lot of times, particularly for those of you who are looking at recruiters to help you find a new job, the recruiters, yes, they're there to kind of help place you, but they're ultimately working for the companies that they're placing people for. So of course, they're going to upsell these opportunities and make it seem as attractive as they can. And in some, if it's an outsourced recruitment firm, they don't even know some of the politics or the BS that's going on at the company. So they're just trying to move you up the ladder on this predetermined path that recruiters operate by. But if you don't know what you want out of the opportunity, you're not going to ask the right questions. I have a client in one of my group coaching programs. She had been out of the workforce for about a year and uh, because she had so much trauma of like ending up in some really toxic companies where it was abusive culture, where people, you know, she just wasn't really treated well. Uh, and the problem was, is she was going into the interview process. She didn't even know what she really valued from the next employer. So as we went through the process of helping her gain clarity on what her non-negotiables were, she found a job in like three weeks after a year of unemployment. She had three departments at the company fighting over her. And now she's like in demand, living her best life, working for the new company. But you have to know what is important to you uh, so that you can ask the right questions. Here is a big red flag for the people who have changed jobs. Here is a huge one. uh, And this is particularly big for Gen Z job hoppers and why they've been so disappointed with their great resignation and have regrets about leaving their former employer. 30% of people say that they're disappointed to realize that the new job that they went to did not give them a sense of purpose. Oh, <sighs> man, that's really outsourcing your power when you believe it's an employer's responsibility to give you purpose. And that's going to help me sort of shift this conversation. So if we look at the three things that have kept people really unhappy with their new job and the great resignation, Right. They chase money without considering the implications of the hours of the lifestyle of that job on their family. Number two, they didn't know what they wanted out of the career, so they didn't ask the right questions. Number three, they feel like they didn't get a sense of purpose from the new employer. So, what do people want now that they've had this experience of like, you know, switching jobs and it not being the thing that they wanted? It's the three things we talk about on this podcast all the time, right? People want money. They want meaning in their work. They want to do something purposeful, and everybody wants freedom. But the problem is, is they're prioritizing those in the wrong order. Because most of us don't know, have an internal compass to our purpose, and we don't know what meaningful work is for us, we tend to chase money. Because we don't know what freedom really means to us, and we get that confused, we just end up chasing money. Here's a couple mindset shifts that I want to share with you today as you think about doing your reinvention right. I also just want to offer, I've got an entire 12-page workbook uh, that I have that you're going to be able to download at the show notes in this podcast, but it's three steps to reinvent your corporate career without running out of money. Everybody wants money, but I'm going to help you reprioritize here and build this process from the inside out so that you have a career that's deeply meaningful in your heart, in your soul, and allows you to create the wealth that you want. But here's the thing. It is not a corporation's responsibility to give you purpose. And if you believe that your purpose is to work for some big, you know, big corporation, you're setting yourself up For a really dangerous time, especially as we're uh, stepping into some economic uncertainty, and we know that this is a time where there could be layoffs, because guess what? You could get laid off from that job that you think is your purpose. And this is why so many people end up lost. There was a story back in 2008 during, you know, the, the, the housing crash when everything went backwards about a company in France, a telecom company, where I think it was like over two dozen employees committed suicide. Because they were laid off from their company during that time. And it happened here in the US. You had guys at Lehman Brothers throwing themselves out of, you know, 40-story windows in Manhattan because they believed that their purpose was to be, you know, to be a, a a Wall Street broker bro for Lehman Brothers, and then it was taken away from them. A company cannot give you purpose. Nothing outside of you can give you purpose. Your kids cannot ultimately be your purpose. Your marriage cannot be, uh, can give you purpose. None of those things because your purpose can't be external to you. Anything external can be taken away. Purpose is what you generate internally. Purpose is what you know in your heart you're here to do. And then you find a job that aligns with it. And this is where a lot of people are like, oh, my God, Dan's trying to push me into entrepreneurship. No, this isn't. I mean, there are I would say about a third of my clients who come to me decide they want to go to work for themselves and be their own boss. But there are many people who just want to get the clarity on what their purpose is and then go find a corporate job that aligns with their values. Right. So that's a big shift for you. Purpose is generated and it exists at the intersection of about three places. It's. What do I love? What are the things that I'm doing that light me up where time flies by, like four hours goes by and feels like 10 minutes? Uh, What am I good at? What are the things that I am just really, really good at? So, you know, you can think of what do I love as what are my gifts. You can think of what am I good at as my skills. And when you can merge those two uh, with the third one, which is what does the world need? You could also consider what are the problems that I know that I can solve for other people. You know, the big turning point in my career reinvention was sitting in an HR meeting at my final job in Tampa. And they were presenting the Gallup uh, study, the state of the workforce thing that they do every two years. And when I saw the stats on the screen that two and three employees were disengaged at their job, the light bulb went off for me. I was like, oh my God, this isn't just me. I'm not alone. I'm not an ungrateful dick because I hate where I am most people are unhappy. And if I can figure out this out for myself, certainly I can create a path for other people to do the same, right? That was a big light bulb moment in what ultimately steered me into a coaching practice, which if you had told me at the beginning of my reinvention journey, I'd be doing this work for a living. It wouldn't have I would have told you that you're insane, right? I would have burned you at the stake for witchcraft. So uh, that's the big mindset shift, number one, right? Meaning over money and when you know what problems that you can solve for other people and what your sweet spot is. And here's the thing, most the answer to that question might be invisible for you because your gifts come so easily to you, you lose sight of the fact that it's actually very difficult for other people. So you actually denigrate your gifts, those things that make you really special. You're like, oh my God, anybody could do it. But the truth is, no, they friggin can't. <laughs> It's called a gift for a reason, right? So that's, uh, so that's a big mindset shift for you, right? Most people are placing money first, but if you prioritize the meaning, if you know what you're here to do, if you can solve problems for people, you'll be paid abundantly for that. And you can do that in the private sector working for corporate. You can do it as a side hustle. You can do it by taking an entrepreneurial path. You know, when I talk about a life amplified, it's life when I'm working with clients, it's life on your terms, not mine. The world doesn't need another Dan Mason. You know, the world needs what you have. It needs the gift that you have. So that brings me to the third uh, need here. When we look at where all the dissatisfied job seekers are saying that what they really want out of their career, money, meaning we've covered freedom is the third. But Freedom is, again, one of those really fun personal development words, and most people don't know what it means to them. You know, this is why so many people start a side hustle, they start an entrepreneurship, and it goes sideways because they think the freedom is just, you know, the freedom to do what they want all day. And they confuse freedom with like having no structure or discipline. So now they've watched like all three seasons of Succession, and they feel really great about it, but they're not taking these steps forward to manage their life or do the things that are going to advance their career that will generate income, right? So if you think freedom in your life means no responsibility, I mean, certainly you could do that. You could go live the life of a hobo, I suppose, but you're probably not going to be very fulfilled by that. The other thing with uh, when we look at freedom, what most people really mean and what they really desire when they say that they want freedom is they want to be in a job where they can authentically be themselves, where they don't feel like they have to be a corporate sellout, where they don't have to act out of integrity with their own values. And that was a big one for me. I realized, you know, the further I climbed up the ladder, the more like I had built this caricature of being like this really outrageous guy, like on the radio. But that wasn't really who I was. I never in my corporate career felt like I could share my empathy, my heart. And at that final corporate job, when I'm negotiating contracts for new employees, where my directive was to undercut them by like 40 percent. Uh, and lowball them because they should just be excited for the opportunity to work for us. That felt really gross and out of integrity for me. So like, I didn't even want to walk into the office every day, right? I was like having to go in there and be somebody that I wasn't. I had to take orders. I couldn't express my creative vision. I couldn't, uh, I I couldn't argue on behalf of the things that I believed were important uh, for us to win in that company. So that, when we're talking about freedom, it's all about the authenticity to be yourself. You know, when you look at the data that's out there, I think it's it's something close to 70% of employees feel like they have to hide parts of themselves to get ahead in their career. People are hiding sexual orientation. They're hiding their political beliefs. They're hiding their relationship status. There are so many women who are thriving in corporate who don't feel like they can talk about their kids or their family because if they're too focused on their family, they believe, I'm not saying that this is the case, but it probably is, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire. They believe if they're perceived as being too family focused, it's going to prevent their opportunity to advance up the ladder. That's a shitty way to live every day at work when you have to hide who you are, when you can't be yourself. So, you know, I, and if that resonates for you, here's the interesting thing. Money, you can go chase that. You can get that in corporate all day long. Purpose, you're not going to get it from a company. You need to figure what that is for yourself. If you also feel like you don't have the freedom to truly express who you are in your career, that is actually a trauma pattern that's usually related to, uh, that's usually related to childhood and family trauma. Where, you know, what happened if you were too expressive as a kid? If you had too much joy, were you told that you were too much? If you were sad, I mean, this was a big thing growing up with a mom who struggled with her mental health. If I got sad, I was told I was being a baby. If I got angry uh, because I had repressed the sadness for so long, and then I became an angry teenager, and then I got hit for that, all right? So then I couldn't be angry, so I'd go back to being sad, and I was emasculated for it. And I got to a point in my life where my coping device was just not to feel anything, right? <laughs> just express what I think would get me ahead or get me attention, but not authentically, uh, not authentically and genuinely express all the parts of who I was. And if there's any part of you that you're carrying some sort of belief like that, that, oh my God, if people knew the real me, they wouldn't love me, you can change jobs. You can go find another job tomorrow. People who listen to my podcast, people in my community, you are high achievers. You are crushing it. You are doing all the things. But you know what? You're going to get into a new company and still fight the same trauma pattern. Oh, my God, I can't be myself. I've got to hide. So when it comes to these things that really bring fulfillment in the career, meaning and freedom, which we could also say purpose and authenticity might be the way to look at it. Those are the things that you've got to do the inner work on. And You need support in order to do it. Like, trust me, to a big degree, this is what hampered my business. In the first 18 months, I left radio and I'm like, ah, you know, Dan Mason is ready for service and I'm going to help people. But I was also terrified because I know so many people knew me when I was a disaster in my 20s and 30s. They're going to be like, screw you. We knew you when you were like passed out drunk at like at the nightclub, like doing radio jobs when you were still on the radio. So I would like get all these things going in my business, I'd publish work, uh, get my work published on the Huffington Post and I would hide it on my Facebook business page that had like 18 followers at the time. So there was this pattern of hiding that was really holding me back in my business. And that's the part that you have to reconcile, whether you're going to work for another company or you're going to become an entrepreneur, you have to feel safe in your own body and safe to truly be yourself, not the person that you were conditioned to be to survive childhood, and certainly not the person that you were uh, conditioned to be to survive corporate. So those are the three things for you. The three biggest problems that screw up a career invention. You don't know who you are away from your job. Therefore, you can't really reinvent outside of the existing career that you're in. Number two, you don't know what you really want from your life, so you end up chasing money, and you end up in jobs that violate your values. They take time away from the people that you love. You're always working, but you're lacking connection and intimacy in your life. Number three, uh, you don't have a because you don't have a sense of your own values or know your purpose. You keep just chasing money. And the more you chase the money and the more you make, it's harder to walk away from the career. That's what the whole point of the golden handcuffs is. How do we move beyond it, right? What are the three things everybody needs in their career? You need purpose. You need freedom to be who you are. And yes, you can have money with it. So I've got a workbook to help get you started, just to help you create a vision for your next chapter from the inside out. You can go to the link here in the show notes. We'll post that for you. You can download it for free. Uh, Be sure, by the way, if it goes to you to check your spam and promotions folder, because sometimes those PDFs, that's where they end up. And you want to make sure to whitelist my emails because you're going to get some extra materials there. And if you need some extra support, by the way, If you need some extra support on your reinvention journey, I do have some coaching spots open right now for one-on-one coaching. You can go to my website for info on that, creativesoulcoaching.net. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. If the podcast serves you, be sure to screenshot it, upload it to the gram, uh, and tag me at CSC, Dan Mason. Let me know what your big breakthroughs and takeaways were. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you soon.